Hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of Safe House. Today is a very, very, very special episode. I feel like I keep calling all the episodes special, but they are to me. They are my babies. Today I've got an extremely special guest on, one of my really good friends, an extremely talented photographer, Josh, more commonly known as Squash. If you are under 18, this episode is quite explicit, so I would recommend no, I insist that you click off this right now. This is not for you. I don't want you listening. I can't have any accountability for any minors listening to this. It's not for you. Please, I'm telling you now. I've said it. Click off. For the rest of you that are still here, we get into a lot of tea. We talk about sexuality. We talk about sex. We talk about coming out. We talk about photography. We get into a lot in this episode. So please sit back, enjoy, and welcome to Safe House. Welcome to Safe House. Hey, anyone who's got a fetish, DM them. You better get used to not being in control. Might well be both naked now, so like, here we go. Yeah. In my head, I just think it would look cool. <laughs> Some people can't handle it. <laughs> Trying to capture a slice of everyone's lockdown yeah. again. We're going to find a waterfall <laughs> and then we're going to get in it naked. Alright, bye-bye. Lots of love. Lots of love. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. Welcome to Safe House. Hey, good afternoon. <laughs> Today in the uh, makeshift Safe House studio, I have... But well, you can introduce yourself if you want. Okay, cool. Uh, hi, I'm Josh, or Squash, unlike my social medias. I'm a queer portrait photographer. Lovely. I guess would be the safest way to say that. Yeah, I- I'd say so. <laughs> the more not safe for work stuff, we can uh, tag in the comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice to see you again and speak to you properly because um, it's been a little bit of time since we last they last spoke during our last our last shoot. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice that you uh, you offered me on it. I was uh, gas when you, I saw you was doing it. I thought I'll just drop you a message just to kind of like yeah. let you know what I was about and that I'm free all the time. Oh my god, absolutely, yeah. Well, I'll explain a little bit what Safe House is. So I wanted to start this podcast because obviously a lot of my friends are creatives, you and and all the other people that I'm interviewing, and we're working so hard to get like content out for people, and it's not the easiest thing to do Mm -hmm. during a lockdown. So this is a safe space to talk about whatever you want, and there's no judgment, and it's just supposed to feel comfortable, and that's what... Yes, love that. That's what we, that's what we do with our work anyway, so yeah. I'm emulating that through a podcast, so... It's exactly what the world needs right now, isn't it? Oh, I hope so, I hope so. The first podcast came out, like, a few days ago, and I've been getting really nice responses about the things I'm talking about. It, bringing everyone together, and it's something that the world needs, just a little bit of, like, I don't know, a sprinkle of joy a little bit no for sure yeah yeah no i love it right okay so i'm gonna start by going into a little bit about how i know you yeah if i remember rightly i had a little scroll back on my instagram and the very very first thing i saw of your work was these two lads i don't know who they are but these two lads in sports direct uniforms okay yeah yeah. another one would you be able to talk a little bit about that 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 photo do you know yeah for sure was, was there a story behind it or yeah, well, first of all, um, I always get mad anxiety when someone's like, going to tell me when they first know me from. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's, it's either like something to do with like new imagery or it's something to do with like being drunk in a club. It's like one of the two. Right, well, that's the first time I actually met you as in GAY, but yeah. when I first like, <laughs> yeah. knew about you was... No, for sure. No, so, um, so it's quite a, an iconic photo for me, that one. It was actually on... Um, the business cards I used to like hand out until I realized like if I was trying to apply for like jobs maybe like having like two guys 
kissing in like sports directs wasn't like the best thing if we were trying to do like editorial jobs for like brands and stuff right but a few ages ago was for a series I did called Safe Spaces. And it was basically just like, right. so for example, like my safe space is my home. So it's a place where I know I can be my true self. I don't have to like hide anything from like anyone. I'm just like 100% me. So it's a little bit like this podcast for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a precursor to it, I guess. Uh-huh. But I just wanted to kind of like do a shoot based on this place where I was like most safe. So basically I just knew I wanted to get like two guys kissing in, in my living room basically. But it's funny because even though it's like yeah. a, a safe space, even at the time I was still hiding that content from my family and stuff. So like my mum, for example, like, didn't know that I was doing, I was getting two guys around right. to like come and kiss on the couch. Right, okay. So you were living at home when you were shooting this this photo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not about that moving out life. But yeah, so even when it comes to like mum seeing it and she was like describing it as like porn, it's it's not real, is it? Like I don't see my work like that. I just play those like most sexually free was in my own home. So I kind of wanted to capture that. But even like the closest yeah. family and friends were still like, oh, so you're just shooting porn in your house. You're just getting two guys kissing. And I was like, no, it's like a lot deeper than that. There's like a real deep right. meaning behind this. Yeah, exactly. Because it was the first kind of, uni projects as well where it actually had like meaning behind it because my teacher always used to go off on me because i just usually literally just do a shoot <laughs> just because let's say we got a brief and i was just like cool i know what i want to shoot i'll go and shoot it and this was the actual yeah. first shoot with like a bit of like depth and kind of something of you in it yeah it had like a cause for it let's say rather than it just being like a okay cool like i've seen this other artist do something similar i just want to do that kind of thing yeah but the reason why that photo like sticks in my head and why it's something that i always go back to is that might be a bit weird for you actually to hear that but it's because it was <laughs> i had recently come out just before that i'm a, I'm a little bit of a like a late coming outer you would say um, yeah how old were you when you came out so i'm 21 now i came out when i was 17 and i think it was 2016 well, okay. my my age is always one year ahead of the 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 year yes uh, so it was the year after that it was in the november I've, I've i've researched it was the year after that in the november that you posted that picture right. so i was still kind of finding my feet with coming out and i think it was because it was such a normal scenario for people to have just their work uniform on mm-hmm. and it was two men that were kissing and i was like this is such a a juxtaposition of like a normal scenario but something that seems so unnormal to me but I'm still trying to figure it out and I think it just like I just think it spoke to me a lot it just do you get what I mean yeah yeah I, I get what you mean so for me I was 21 so I was, like, I was your age now when I came out so you thought like you was like a late bloomer oh my god I was <laughs> I was like so late but I think the thing I always trying to get across with my work is being gay and expressing love and all that kind of stuff isn't a taboo i just try and like mm-hmm. normalize it as much as i can i think that's what you did with that photo i would say yes yeah, so that's like the fact i have two guys kissing to me wasn't like a a big deal and it's not like a premeditated thing where i'm like i'm gonna shoot this because i kind of want to normalize it yeah i guess just my life it is normal to have two guys kissing was just nothing for me yeah on the back of that, i have like two gay uncles who were like oh i'm with you on that one 50s 60s now <laughs> Growing up, like where like being gay was like a sin, all this kind of stuff. Like it, it, it wasn't um good to be gay. From them growing up, so... completely different experience. Yes, for sure. So like now they see like my work, and they always like comment on how free and easy. Like I just have two guys kissing. Yeah, just in normal places. I think that's what I like about your work is that it's not the queer aspect of it isn't the the main 
like focus point the focal point isn't that the people in there are gay or they're queer or um they're from the lgbtq plus community i think it's that yeah it's a side thing which i kind of love it doesn't have to be you're the gay character or you're the token whatever in the situation i like that yeah for sure and i think it kind of like reflects my style because i always say like with me like i'm super basic with whatever we do so again so for me it's good in two guys i'm not trying to go for like a wow factor or anything in my head, I just think it would look cool. And I think that's how it should mm. be. It shouldn't be like second guess of like why right. there's two guys in it. Even if it's like someone who's not stereotypically like what people would expect to mm. see in photos, I don't see there's like a, a difference in it. I just kind of like go and do it. It's yeah. just very normal for me. And I'm just kind of like trying to project that in my work, I guess. Yeah, I do like that. I like that. Talking about your shoots, we'd been talking for ages and ages about shooting in person, which now <laughs> seems like a... I don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was pre-pandemic. We've been speaking about that since. But we did actually do a couple of shoots over FaceTime. And mm-hmm. I will go into that a little bit later on. But I personally enjoyed how like relaxed and comfortable you were as a photographer. Obviously, not all photographers are like that. And I have had awkward situations. Yeah. Um, is that like something that, is that something that you get a lot? Like, because I mean, you shoot with a lot of queer people and gay people can be. Mm-hmm quite awkward yeah well, it's, it's weird because that's kind of what why i started the series because i wanted it to be a thing of like anyone who just like at home i kind of mm-hmm. wanted to give people like a something kind of like to look forward to i guess to kind of like take them out of like right the mindset like whatever they may be in at home so for me it's not like that big of a thing really with the facetime shoots i guess mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, it's weird cause like i say because i don't think too much into it i just know it's like something i wanted to do but i just love the fact that people can be going through whatever stuck in doors all the time like to like get away from it and you can kind of take them out of their situation and kind of give them a little bit of an, an escape kind of yeah for sure and i always say like for example if, if someone's like shy in that person and then like the shine in the shoot like that's the shoot that's how the shoot is so like there's no preconceived ideas of like what's going to happen in the shoot yeah someone's really eccentric like for example like we had some dancers who will then just like uh-huh. perform in the room and i'll just like screenshot the button load to try and get the shot but for people yeah. like you who are just think, look, look cool have like a sick style i'm like cool that's that's a shoot like i'm not going to try and like pull a, a madness from the shoot like we're just going to have like, as you are yeah and that's like the thing we're trying to capture really. well i think it was important that what what you explained to me was that you wanted to capture like real what was happening in real life and not oh i need you to put this here because this might look like something else or it was just you were capturing what was happening in real time during a pandemic yeah yeah it was just like trying to capture a slice of everyone's lockdown i guess so it was funny like some people would say to me like oh like the room's a mess or they like they don't have like a nice house but that's what it is and that's what you're living in exactly yeah i'm like well that's what i'm trying to catch i'm not trying to like make everyone look gorgeous <laughs> and look like on like the cover of vogue i'm literally trying to capture how people are like living during lockdown that's like the whole point of it so exactly. if anything if people did have like a unusual feature like someone could have like like the house could would be like partly renovated and i'm like yes we'll work right. with that we'll like get you off the little board <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah i'm not trying to go like glamorize the situation because i don't think it's like a glamorous situation we're in uh-huh. but i'm just trying to capture how like real it is for everyone kind of like going through it yeah well i i like that it's the authenticity of we don't all have these big massive studios in our houses or like everything is just how it is and you've got to get on with it and i think that you can see that in the in the photos so i think you should all go and buy it if there's any left <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i think i've got i've got like eight left 
All right, okay, so, well, maybe we'll maybe we'll sell them. Yeah, you'll have to put a link in the description. Absolutely, absolutely, I will. Do you know what I find really weird with this as well? Like, the fact, usually when I'll, have, like, I'll FaceTime someone, it's, like, just, like, a conversation, so there's, like, no preconceived thing about where the conversation is going to go. Uh-huh. And it's weird with this one, because, like, I think I was saying to you the other day, like, usually I feel like I'm in control of, like, the conversations. So, like, uh-huh. I'm the one who's, like, planned out, like, what we're going to do. And it feels weird it being like switched yeah. for this one. So I feel like I'm waiting for like you to ask the question and I'm trying to like well, answer the question. Yeah. Well, you can ask me questions or whatever, but um, you better get used to not being in control. It feels really weird. Yeah. It just feels really weird being on like this side yeah. of like the FaceTime call, let's say. It's nice to be in control. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. So going back to uh, just touching on what I said earlier about how your work was kind of helping me. It was kind of like a guide. Obviously, like there was lots of other things that helped me in my in my like journey of coming out and whatever. But it kind of does help as a, as a guide for people to to explore their sexuality. Like, is that something that you think about when you're taking photos? Do you think who's going to see this and how is it going to affect them, or do you just kind of take whatever you feel like? Yeah, so I just take whatever kind of like I want to take in like a kind of like selfish way. Like I don't think of anyone else. Like no, that's fine. If I think something's going to be cool, I just shoot it for me and then hope it gets received well. Yeah. But it is nice because I, I have had a few people over the years like who I have messaged me telling me like stuff has helped them like come out and like discover like who they are. Yeah, because I, I, I always like love the thought of like someone like printing up like for example like the picture of like O'Reilly and Logan kissing and like just mm-hmm. taking it to like the parents and be like. I like this. This is what I'm into. <laughs> you know, like that, that's how they yeah. That's why I always like perceive it when people tell me like my stuff's helped them come out. Because I'm like, I don't know how else it can. But I, I think it goes back to like the whole like normalizing it. Yeah. So I have this thing with my little cousin as well. So so my little niece, she's only five. Talking to my sister. Yeah, I was talking to my sister about um, if it's right to tell her like I'm gay kind of thing. So like she's aware of boys and girls having relationships, and I was I was speaking to my sister because I think she should like know like her uncle Josh likes like men kind yeah. of thing, and it's not like, yeah like because it doesn't have to be like sexualized. You don't have to explain that to her, but the the idea that there is something other than just male and female being together yes sure. <laughs> I think. But, I, but i think my whole point with it is like it shouldn't even be a thing of like i have to tell it it should just be a thing of oh uncle josh there's uncle josh's boyfriend let's say or whatever yeah it shouldn't be a thing of like oh so we'll sit you down and like we need to tell you something about josh do you know what i mean i don't think it needs to yeah i think we've we've moved on from that a little bit yeah for sure and again i think that just um goes across like all oh, everything what i do is making it just normal and every day and just getting into like the heads of everyone like i guess it's like we're just like oh we're gay we're here but like we've been here like we we we've been around for ages aren't we john yeah. so it, i just like we don't need to wear a badge that says we're gay we don't need or we don't need yeah. to explain to people anymore yeah like I, I have a thing like the whole coming out thing is like that shouldn't be a thing anymore so <laughs> i i guess it just kind of like all anchors back to that and like let's just let's just be who we are yeah so it's just like normalizing it I think it's the word of the day. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. I'll take that. <laughs> so moving on slightly, but not not too far away from what we were talking about. But I did want to talk about how sex positive your work is. And, and it has been for such a long time, like before the whole OnlyFans hype and before yeah. anything like that, like incorporating and supporting sex workers in your images. Personally, I'm obsessed with it. Like, oh, I love it. It's amazing. But I did want to know what drove you to start photographing sex workers and being involved in all that. 
Yeah, I will, it's weird. I think it comes back to like the people who kind of like I look up to, like when I first started like looking into different photographers and different creatives. So people like Matt Lambert was like a big one for me. Um, and then Ryan McGinley, who like mm-hmm. photographed like the, the, the friends growing up having sex and doing drugs, being wild at parties in yeah. the streets of New York and like Berlin and stuff. And I always wanted to be that kind of photographer. I'm like, oh, like my life's so cool. Like look at all like, the cool things I'm doing. But in reality, it my life's not like that. I remember my uni teacher yeah. was telling me about these photographers who are all like Berlin-based, cool, edgy photographers. I know the type, I know the type. But I just live at home with my mum and the cat. I don't have friends that are all doing like mad stuff. So I kind of, that's when I thought I'd like reach out to certain yeah. people. And then obviously, you know, there's certain people that are on Instagram who like, you just instantly look at them and you think they're so cool. Like, I just yeah. want to photograph them. Yeah. So I don't even think it started out like, I wouldn't say like a specific like aim for like sex positive models or anything like that. People who do like sex work. I just, it kind of like over time, it kind of came to the point where like, I only shot like queer people. Generic example, I guess would be like putting like a, a guy in a skirt. I feel like if I were to ask like a straight model to do that, they'd be like, oh no, I don't really feel comfortable. Right. So you think that sex workers kind of provide uh, like, they kind of let go and they're kind of very open or authentic. Yeah. They're just more, yeah. more liberated. I guess. So, for example, if I needed someone to shoot, what this? I shot a guy called Jordan naked in a waterfall. Right. And like I knew he'd done like porn in the past, so like I knew he'd be like absolutely fine if he was like, listen, I, I want to take you on a road trip. <laughs> We're going to find a waterfall, <laughs> and I want you to get in it naked. And I just know like he'd be like absolutely fine with it because he's like, so comfortable it's... with his body and stuff. And then it, it happened like that. So it's the willingness and the and the the what's the word I'm looking for. Just the willingness to kind of say yes and the spontaneity, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because I like to feel like the stuff that I do kind of isn't too outrageous. It's not like generic stuff. Too. It's not hardcore porn. Yeah, but it 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 does come across sex positive and very like mm-hmm. in support of sex work, which I love and a lot of people do yeah. appreciate a lot as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's never came from like it was never a planned thing to like t- try and target sex positive people to try and build a certain aesthetic. Right. I guess it just kind of like fallen into place. It's so weird trying to talk about my own work because, like, to me, it's not. No, that's fine. I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying there has to be any kind of reason why you're doing these things. I'm just exploring why and and what if there is any ideas behind it. But I, I've never had to like. Yeah, I've never had to like explain it to anyone. I'm just like, yeah, I just think like it looked cool, so I just went and done it. You're not creating fake answers, so that's yeah, great. Sure. <laughs> um, keeping on kind of a similar topic. As we've just seen on Instagram, they have implemented some new rules oh, in God, December yeah. uh, that kind of made a bit of a kind of censorship. And these changes have obviously mostly affected sex workers who are um, already stigmatized in the community on Instagram's platform. Yeah. How has that censorship affected your work or if it has at all or the content you put out or has it changed the kind of photos that you're taking? Yeah, well, funny enough, before this call, I, um, I, I've seen that everyone's getting this, like, Hive app. Yes, get on Hive. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I downloaded it just so I could have, like, the name Squash, just so, okay. like, so no one else takes it. So no one robs it. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if it's going to allow us to post more freely. This is what I mean. A lot of the things that I'm seeing on there are, like, I mean, a lot of them are quite explicit. But at least it provides us with some more freedom. I think it might be, it might be the future. It might, it might die out. But yeah, because just the interface of it looks awful. But again, like if I can post <laughs> a, a picture without it getting taken down a minute later, like I'm all for it. 
just going back to what you were saying there about like Instagram. So like recent, like I feel like for me personally, like it's hit me like in the past two weeks, even to the extent where there was a guy who done that silhouette challenge. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's like a really buff French guy and he done it and he looked absolutely amazing. So I commented, well, fuck me on his post. <laughs> and obviously it doesn't mean like shag me, it just means, well, fuck me. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. I was in my awe of like this guy's mm. post and it got taken down for like sexual. Get a grip. Get a grip. Yeah. I was like, the post was very sexual. I'm just like, so I'm just over it. Like in that sense. There should be some kind of thing where you can make your account private, but you can make your account like 18 plus or like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because it would be so much easier if I'm going to post something. I always think, is this going to get taken down? Because I'm quite a, lib- a liberal person and I'm not, I'm quite body yeah. positive. I've come from a place of hating my body and now I'm kind of like, I just, I'm obsessed. <laughs> so yeah. you've been doing the most during lockdown and I'm here for it. Oh, I just, yeah. Well, yeah, the most you've been doing recently, I've been popping off. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, I do try. Oh, this is what I'm saying. Like, we, I've had quite a few people messaging me about the photos that I'm posting. Like, how did you do this? And I think it's just finding your own little lane and finding your own little yeah. way of creating content during lockdown. And no set way to do it. Yeah, because that's why I wanted you in the second zine because you was doing all your like cool posts and edits, and it was like basically like you in your underwear, but there was like five of you in one shot, and it was all distorted. And I was like, yes, let's get that in the zine. I love shit like that. I love shit like that. Which, which is why I loved I loved um, getting involved in I think I'm in both of them, actually. Yes, you um, are, yeah, yeah. I have them somewhere. Yeah, she's famous. Even if my name's not on the back of the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I miss so many people's out. Every, I got so many guests being like, oh, wait, like, did I not make the final cut? I was like, no, wow, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, yeah, just a few people's names that off it. But no, yeah, no, you're in there. Oh, no, I'm still in them. That's, that's fine. Yeah. As long as my face is there somewhere. Well, my... My, yeah, my balls are in there. <laughs> yeah, your body's in there. Yeah, um, but yeah, going back to you saying about um, how Instagram's kind of like reporting stuff, and so I, at the minute, I don't know if you know, like I feel like I've got this stalker who like keeps trying to like get into like my Instagram account, and like my stuff like constantly gets reported like a lot more right. recently, and certain individual who just reporting it because like sometimes like a post will last two days and then get taken down sometimes if i re-upload it it lasts like an hour and then get taken down that's so frustrating as a creator it is yeah especially if it's like work that i think is like really sick and then like yeah it just gets taken down like it shows like a bit of the, the guy's lower stomach and just like <laughs> some people can't handle it <laughs> yeah but yeah even even when like i've censored it out and like, like nothing's on show, it still gets it's taken down. But when I, I was trying to promote the zine, one of the ones that I put up, because it was telling people to like go to the website and buy the zine, mm-hmm. it got reported and taken down for like sexual, um, uh, no soliciting sex it was. So it was like, because I, I told people to do something in order to see the photo, it was soliciting sex. Right. So anyway, I re-uploaded it without telling people to go to the website to buy it. And then it got taken down for like sexual imagery. And I was just like, well, choose one. Like what you're trying to what you're trying to get at before here. Oh, get a grip. <laughs> so it was at that point I realized like maybe like Instagram isn't playing fair with like certain creatives. Uh-huh. I don't know whether it's just sex workers or promotion of sex work or it's just queer people. I don't know whether they're just censoring queer people because I've personally had an experience with TikTok where I've posted something that may have been sexual. However, it's nothing that a straight, white, cisgendered male might have posted 
and it's a thirst trap and that's fine and they can leave that up or a girl's posted and because the people in my head i've got an image of loads of <laughs> old white men sat around the table saying this is all right and this isn't and they want to see these young girls doing these sexual videos but they don't want to see queer people doing the same i don't know if that's true or not yeah what are you doing in this video uh just out of curiosity <laughs> Uh, the video just got taken down for like breaking community guidelines <laughs> if you're not pushing guidelines what are you doing come on like yeah um, sure i was you know the song that's like grind on me okay yeah, yeah. and take it that one so i was doing that like where you do the like a... okay cool got it got it i thought you was going to explain that like asmr style oh, no, into no. the mic <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, okay, no, I get it. So it wasn't anything, like, really bad or, like, I, I, I literally just had a pair of shorts on. I wasn't, um, I wasn't naked yeah. or... There's a lot worse on TikTok. No, for sure. Well, this is what I was, was going to get onto. Someone put on their story, like, I think, comparing, like, what Playboy's putting up. Yes. Of, like, their, like, new, like, female models. And then compared it to, like, there was this, like, guy who was doing the kind of exactly the same pose, but I think, like, in his flat, let's say. Yes. And then his gets reported, and it's like, well, what, that's like another thing. It's like, what the fuck's going on? Was it sure? It was, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I saw the same thing, and I was like, this is why I get this image of these men sat around saying, yes, Playboy's fine, because it's, <laughs> because it's a woman. And then having, like, a queer person post the same thing, and they're like, no. You can't have that, and it's and it's not half as mm-hmm. I say. I said worse before. I'm going to take it back. Not half as explicit, and it's just it's getting me. Mm-hmm. It's tiring me now. Yeah, <laughs> let's hope this hive app is taking notes. We'll see. We'll see. I just <laughs> you should have seen it yesterday and today. It was just full. I think hashtag gay is one of the top like or one of the top tags. It was just so. It was just full of queer people yesterday. I don't care. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Hello. I do apologise for interrupting the podcast at this point, uh, but I just wanted to take a second to say that, as we all know, creatives are an extremely important part of our lives, especially during these times. And this podcast, obviously, is aiming to shed light on that. It takes a huge amount of time and energy to produce something like this from start to finish. So if you've enjoyed any part of this podcast so far, or you enjoy any of the podcasts in the future, I have set up a little bit of a crowdfunding page on Just Giving. The link will be below, and it's on my Instagram bio, safe.house, spelled H-A-U-S. I'll be posting it all over my socials when the episodes come out, so it will be easily accessible. Any donation is absolutely amazing, even the smallest donation towards the work that has gone into the show. It just means that in the future, I can scale the podcast up a little bit, which I fully intend to do, and even be able to pay for the creatives that I'm interviewing, because obviously they're taking time out of their lives to be interviewed by me. Even if donations is something that you can't do, something you can't afford, that's absolutely fine. Just sharing the podcast on your socials would be amazing. Putting it on stories, commenting, sharing it with your friends. If you do actually genuinely enjoy it, then um, any comments or any feedback would be amazing. If you don't enjoy it, feedback's amazing as well. But I won't keep you from the rest of the podcast. So I hope you enjoy the rest of it. Thank you so much for listening. Obviously, we spoke about your FaceTime shoots a little bit, the magazine that you put together. Apart from that, aside from that, have you managed to do any socially distanced shoots? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
yeah yesterday done the first one of the year yes yeah, which yeah, was yeah. kind of cute um so we, i shot bones um it's just bones a drag queen stunning um out in the peak district so obviously like plenty of space for us to be like apart and then she got like her parents to drop her off at the location and then i met her there yeah it's it's really but the mad thing is is like so many people just out and about still yeah. like i thought i was gonna get like get pulled off the police for like just being out of the house and like the world was just like everyone was like walking and like looking like what we was doing because there was like a drag queen on top of some rock yeah. um, but yeah so i'm hopefully like looking to do more social distance stuff like going forward because i feel like the facetime shoots are kind of like done now they've like had their moment it was a good, I, I really like the idea behind it and the concept, mm-hmm. I think. But when I've seen these photos from yesterday, I was like, okay, he's back. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's something you can't do over FaceTime. You need to be like in person for it. So I'm glad for that. Yeah, yeah. And how are the socially distant shoots? Do you find they're, are they easier? Because you kind of, there's a lot less to think about or? Yeah, because you can't control anything because you're not there. You're basically like asking them to like put the phone off mac or whatever in like a position where you would want to take the photo um so it kind of like trivializes that a little bit all like the shoots were like not too serious it was just like a bit of fun like everyone was kind of like an experiment like if someone again had like a tiny box room i'd ask them to like take me on a tour around like their house or the apartment or wherever they live and then like we just find like a cool spot and then just go through it there but it's weird how we actually like got into it first of all i saw like is it like Gigi hadid or bella hadid done like Uh a facetime shoot for vogue yes yes i think i saw that yes she just had like some leotard and like a um a blue vase or something like that so that kind of like gave me the idea to at least know it was possible to do something worth looking at yeah like not the best quality stuff but i still like create content mm-hmm. but one of the things i put in the first scene the quotes i put at the beginning of it was like stuff we've done in like real life soon became stuff we've done online or something along those lines the whole life went online so from like celebrating friends birthdays mm-hmm that house party app everyone was doing facetiming like your grandparents it, everything what you would do in person became like online so i kind of like went like one yeah. step further with that okay cool like, we can't go to like the clubs no more so it kind of that kind of switched to like facetime do you know what i mean so i don't know like the word facetime sexting let's call it <laughs> you know what i mean oh yeah so, so that obviously yeah. was like rife the first kind of like month of lockdown we couldn't <laughs> see anyone <laughs> That didn't that didn't hit me till quite a while after because I have had now two lockdown relationships, which is another a whole nother ball game. It's so it's, <laughs> it's so yeah. strange. But those that like that whole like FaceTime sex thing yeah. didn't hit me till a little bit a little bit later on in the year last year. But um oh, okay. oh sure man was like the second weekend in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like shut for like the foreseeable I was like damn like we need to do something I remember seeing you once in GOY over the summer and that was it and then it closed again and it was like yeah and it was like that's that then that's your lot but yeah so it, it kind of became to that so it was that occasion with a guy and we were just like going for, for the motions let's say whatever and it looked like the way without <laughs> trying to get too graphic the way he was laid looked really nice from like an artistic visual standpoint so i was like oh, do you mind if i like screenshot this because everything looks so sick like it would be like such a good news for you blah 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 right so he was fine with it so then i took the shots and i was like oh this actually like looks sick like this could be a, a thing now because i thought like everyone who was facetiming at that point i was like oh i could do like a, a mini series for like only fans or whatever like virtual 
shoot scene as like we can't meet up in person. So then it kind of like escalated from like shooting like that. To like the next day, we just had like a normal generic FaceTime call. Yeah. And then, oh, actually, like the way you, the bedroom, the lights coming in there, like just turn your head to the left. And then it came like the first actual, like proper, legit FaceTime shoot for the series. And I was like, yeah. oh, you know what? We'll make this a thing. So that's why, like, the first one specifically is it can go from like a really editorial yeah. picture of like someone in full glam. And then, like, the next one's of like a guy jacking off in the corner of his room so it's like a real it's quite a like a plethora of different people and different situations yeah it's, it's quite it's quite the mix but again that's the whole thing of like it's just capturing like every everyone's life people didn't stop being like horny and doing stuff online if anything they were more horny because they couldn't <laughs> yeah. like let off steam shall we say that that is part of life that is part of it. and not all of it is like overly sexualized but yeah that is a part of life yeah like, you capture it it's funny because that's when it got to like, especially like the second year when I was like actively like DMing people who I just thought was cool to be a part of it. And they probably like seeing the photos on like Twitter and stuff. And he was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like I'd love to be a part, but like I don't want to get my dick out. And I'm like, oh no, like it's fine. You don't have to. Like no, that's not like <laughs> the criteria for every shoot. So like going off that, how is it difficult for you? Because I know what the, I know what the community can be like sometimes. Yeah. Is it difficult for you to separate your content and your work and sex and your like sexual side? Is that yeah? I guess I guess the question you try and ask is what I get. Well, I don't get asked that a lot. I get told people have said it about me is like I do certain shoots with certain people, just like have sex with them, right? Which is like the thing that like annoys me the most. I don't have to try and do a photo shoot with someone to have sex with them. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Like, you don't, you don't need that. Yeah, I'm like, I'd just flirt with them if I wanted to. I don't have to, like, try and be, like, this creep who, like, lures someone into my room and then's like, right, well, we're both naked now, so, like, here we go. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I think that's, like, really gross, but obviously that's, like, the biggest misconception I hear about myself anyway. Right. Um, but I always say, like, to people, so, for example, like, I do shoot stuff like OnlyFans, and then I do shoot explicit fine art kind of like stuff. So, for example, I, right. I, sh- I shot one guy who I was doing a fetish series in like my second year of unit. Uh-huh. So I put on Twitter, like, anyone who's got a fetish, DM me, and we'll see like if we can arrange to shoot it somehow. <laughs> I can so, see how that might have looked. <laughs> yeah. So then one guy was like, um, oh, I'm into like sniffing underwear. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, we'll see what we can do with that. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll have a think and then we'll see if we can get it arranged. So when it came to it, I was like, cool. Like, we're going to go and do this. But instead of like sniffing underwear, we're going to have you sniff like a big bouquet of flowers. Right. So it looks like you're getting off to like the flowers. So it kind of like juxtaposes right, okay. like an erotic thing with like flowers, which I consider like a nice gift, let's say. We got him here. I was like, okay, cool. Here's the flowers. And then it, for some reason in my head, I thought like he'd just be like, ready to go let's say and he was like oh i'm not hard yet and i'm like ah oh, shit i didn't even think about it i was like i just thought we'd just get taken the photo yeah well of course because what he finds hot has been taken out of the situation yeah for sure he was like oh you're gonna take those <laughs> calvins off me i was like yeah <laughs> but yeah so, anyway. so then i was like oh, okay and like well just like i'll give you a minute and then just let me know like when you edit so he was like he like mm-hmm. the quilt he was kind of like being shot on he kind of like put over himself so then we were just talking and I just remember he looked at me like square in the eyes and was like, right, I'm ready. So I was like, shit, quick, get the, get the camera, let's go. So literally we got the shots uh-huh. and then it was like, cool, like we're done. And then it was like, okay, cool. So then like I yeah. put the stuff away and I dropped him back off at his house. So then like, even though I'm like having someone like, uh-huh. like get off in front of me and then I'm not like 
oh, well, you're wanking mm. too, so like, I'm just going to start wanking as well just because you're doing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I just feel like the side that people assume, I find that really like gross that people would even think that. Then I also get what the community is like where people would see me taking photos of people wanking in woods and stuff. And they're like, oh, okay, he's definitely had sex with him yeah. in those woods. That can be quite annoying, I guess. Yeah, it's weird. I've always said, as long as like, I know I'm straight and like it's legit, I don't care like what people say. Do you know what I mean? If I was like, if I was doing it like low key, and I'm like, oh shit, like I'm getting found out for like doing this all the time. I'd be like, ah oh, shit. Yeah. Well, you know, in yourself that, that I just the reason I asked the question is because if I put myself in your situation, I would be like, well, that would be it would be difficult for me because because I, I have a weird re- relationship with with like sex work and my actual sexual romantic mm-hmm. um, experiences so i did make uh, not safe for work twitter and an only fans and i love the self-expression and the liberation that it gave me but then i found it difficult when i got into a relationship shortly after to kind of balance that yeah the only reason i ask you the question is because i personally found it difficult to to keep that balance and i had one of them had to drop and it was it was yeah. the the sex work that i had to drop yeah it's really weird because i think like with me in like my personal life too like i'm not that sexual right like People will look at my work and like it's people like nude in like forests and in rivers and like in their bed and in cars and stuff. And I'm like, I think like I do that because like, I generally like love the thought like the, the photo of it is like better than actually like being there doing it with them. And it goes back to you romanticizing yeah. like, everything. Yeah. And the thing that like, people then I can allow people to romanticize what has happened during those like photos being taken. Yeah. And again, I'd love for it to be like a long term partner who was open with it and like, yeah. Like that guy, like naked in the car, he's like my boyfriend. We went on the road trip and we both like shagged out the side of the road, kind of thing. Like, I love like the idea of it. But see, if I can't have that, I'll be like, I'll just hit someone up on Instagram. I'm like, hey, like, I have this idea. Do you want to try it out? Yeah. 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 I get you. <laughs> I don't have any more <laughs> words for that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the flip side of that is like, I will generally message people like for like OnlyFans content and stuff. I generally will message someone and be like, hey, like, do you want to fuck? And can I take photos of it? People that I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with who like know me, I want to slide in someone's DMs and be like, hey, like, I'm a photographer, do you want to shag for photos? <laughs> shag for a test shoot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for exposure. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, but there is the flip side of like meeting people purely for sex to, like, to get the photos of that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So there's like the two sides to it, but I just hate the thought that people think like, I'll lure like some naive guy to my house doing like a new shoot and then I'm like I have sex with them because like they're here with me do you know what I mean like that's like not the case yeah all the all the people that you shoot they look happy to be there yeah there's for sure no, there's none of that involved <laughs> yeah and that's I mean that's why I'm like as long as like I know I'm good people who I shoot will like vouch for me I don't know he didn't yeah. he wasn't see that he didn't try anything with me while so we'll start naked on his couch it's, it's like fine do you know what I mean yeah. so so I'm, I'm content yeah. with, uh, with, with what I do. Good, good. That's good. So I'm nearly finished with all my questions, but I had a, a couple more, some like final ones. Throughout lockdown, obviously a lot of creatives have been trying to push themselves. Is there anyone, any people that you're watching or you've seen online that have been thriving and you've been loving despite the current situation? Anything specific? A good question. Like we said about you before, like seeing is I guess mm-hmm. that's the best way I can like equate it to is like seeing what people are doing on Instagram. I know Instagram's not like a real thing, I guess, in the real world, but like seeing people just be creative, like you're definitely up there with it. Just seeing like I'll, t- I'll take that again. Like it's only like self is in your bedroom, but like for me personally, like I've just 
ditched all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Apart from like, the FaceTime shoots, I've not done anything else. Yeah. So like you just like take selfies, but like edit them, switch them up, add, add a bit of summit to them, like just knowing that you're working on it and like you're creating an aesthetic for yourself. Yeah. I was like, I'm just being like really like taken back by that. And again, that's why I was like, cool, we're getting you in like the, the second scene. <laughs> yeah. Because you was like doing the most when everyone can kind of like sit back and be like, oh, I'm just going to like chill for lockdown. Yeah. People who like producing content. Well, obviously it's not the easiest thing to do and it's not like every single day I'm the most creative ever. But I, what I love is that every single day there is at least somebody doing something creative. Yeah, for sure. There's always something to see. Yeah, I guess on the on the other hand, is like literally just all the drag queens that I follow as just oh. continue to like push content and i'm like living for that there's like too many to mention but just all the drag queens if i follow you and you're a drag queen like just know that i'm like living for it um there's me quickly shifts through my um to see if you still follow me on my drag account (laughs) i found drag really hard to keep up during lockdown because it it revolves around the club scene for me well it revolves around the club scene and i did like a little bit over summer when we were allowed Mm -hmm. to to go out until 11 o'clock but I found that so difficult. So props to all the drag queens that are still putting on their hip pads and their corsets. You, you know which ones are like the most tech savvy, like the ones who can like set up like the camera and to like take selfies, like professional like. Some of these drag queens, I'm like, <laughs> who is taking your photos? Because yeah. they all look like they've been taking a fucking studio and everyone's in their bedroom. So I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just it's beyond me. But yeah, just just I, 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 there's not like specific people I, like, I can't think of anyone who comes to mind who's like doing. But I just want like, everyone like has either took some time off to kind of look after themselves, like, like for example, like the mental health and like, making sure like they're all right. And then there's people who have just gone the opposite way who who have just like dove headfirst into pushing out looks, images, even just poetry, just like anything, just as long as people like pushing it. So but again, it's not like a bad thing if you're not out there creating stuff like I understand. Oh, no, no, exactly. So the second podcast that I'm putting out is is about looking after your mind. And then this one of them is about poetry. One of them is about drag queens. And then I've got like loads of other people and everyone has done different things. That's the, my aim is to get loads and loads of different mediums and loads of different opinions. And it's nice to hear from everyone separately. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sick what you're doing. I'm so, uh, I'm so happy to be a part of it. But going back to um, like mental health to me is like the biggest thing for like this. I set up that thing the other day, like I made like a new FaceTime account. Oh my God. I forgot like, to ask you about that. That I love, explain that because I loved that. It was so nice. Yeah. So I made a new FaceTime account because like obviously I didn't want people having my number because like I just know people like call me at four in the morning. Um, but I made that new FaceTime account and put like a thing on my story at the beginning of every week for people to like phone it and like so basically how I see it in my head is like I'll just be here at home with like nothing to do and then someone who's yeah. like either like stuck in a house by themselves like in the uni halls by themselves someone who just needs someone to talk to uh-huh. you can like reach out to men we'll chat you don't have to be about specifically anything I don't have to know you I don't have to I've spoke to you in the past yeah you literally can just phone me and we'll chat yeah so anyone who just feels like they need to talk to someone but it's funny because everyone wants Every time I could put the thing on my story, like people will DM me being like, oh, like it's such like a nice thing you're doing. Like it's so sweet of you. It's like more for me than anyone else. I'm just like, here, like <laughs> yeah. I can go out like, three days without speaking to anyone. And I'm just, I just like love the thought, like just someone like phoning me and just asking me how we are. Out the blue. Asking me what I've been yeah. up to. You know, just like general shit. But I just, again, going back to like romanticizing everything. Like the idea of someone calling you out the blue is like, 
Oh. Yeah, yeah. I want. It's funny because no one has done it yet. I had a guy who had spoke to in the DMs ask me if he could foam it on it. The idea is just to do it like spontaneously. I yeah. think because it's weird because I kind of get like people wouldn't would be like too shy or be like, oh, I know him off Instagram. Like, I wouldn't know what to say. Maybe. I feel like if I knew a creative online who was like, here's a number, foam it. I'd phone it. I'd phone him just to say hello and ask them what they're up to and shit. Yeah. So I'm kind of that's what I was expecting. I thought I'd get like an influx of like calls every day, but I was like, yeah, no one's phoning. So like, I'm here for anyone who just wants to chat or say hello. Yeah, even if it was like someone's on the other end who's like slagging me off, yeah. I'd be like, cool. Like, <laughs> At least you've called and you're talking to me yeah, and you're keeping yeah, yourself yeah. mentally sound. Yeah, because <laughs> there's not a lot of stuff to do, especially because it's like winter now. So like you leaving the house just is like a no. Yeah. So I just thought it'd be like a nice thing to do, but obviously like, no one's took me up on it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well, we can put it in the comments or just keep continuing to do it and putting it on your story. Yeah. And um, the important thing is that you're doing it because I think I think mental health is really really important. I said in the in one of my other podcasts that mm-hmm. if you come out of lockdown with your mental health in check and nothing else, that's that's enough. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, no, I can, so. I can agree with that. Well, I think that's a perfect place to end on. That was a well like rounded up answer. Mm-hmm. yeah it's been lovely having you on i hope you've enjoyed yourself yeah it's been a blast like i say it's been so weird being on this end of it really trying to articulate answers because <laughs> like usually i'll just talk not really care what i'm saying but like, now i'm like okay you've asked me this specifically like just answer this what he's just asked me <laughs> <laughs> no you know you always seem to bring it back i go off on tangents i'd be awful if someone was asking me questions so yeah. um I, I appreciate you taking your time out your day as well because i know you're a very busy guy yeah no it's, it's been so fun Good, good. Right, okay. Well, I hope I'll have you on again at some point when I've made up the rounds and got everyone else going. I'm hoping to continue this into the future because I yeah. think it's a nice way for everyone to stay together. So Yeah, I can try and talk about socially distancing seven. <laughs> oh my God, don't, please. I can't have it any longer. <laughs> yeah, no more, no more. All right, okay. Well, I will speak to you very soon and thank you for joining Safe House. Okay, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Lots of love. Lots of love.